Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And it is a Monday. Welcome to it, guys. Glad to have you here. The number is 800-922-6680. Pardon me, I'm uh, getting uh, buckled in here, as it were. Did a lot of running around this morning, did a lot of shuffling this morning, did a lot of show prep this morning, and trust me, we will uh, leave you with a, a full plate of uh, informational buffet is what we're going to do today on the show. Talking about, uh, among other things, FBI uh, malfeasance. I guess Tim Scott. Tim Scott just announced he's going to run for president, so I think that's cool. Roger Marshall is on Newsmax right now talking about Tim Scott, so uh, we'll try to get some audio from Tim Scott announcing he's running for president today on the uh, on the show. And uh, and I like him. I you know I, I need to. Uh, he needs to prove me he's uh, not a rhino. That's the, the main thing I need to know from Tim Scott is that he's not a rhino. Because uh, the big thing right now, as far as me and a whole lot of other people, with regard to why you vote this time is, uh, first of all, you need a fair election. Second of all, you need somebody who's going to take down the deep state. Those are the two big things. Those are the two big things that I need to hear. I need to hear that uh, you're, you're, you're going you're gonna, to make sure that we have a, f- a free and fair election, and then when you get in there, you're going to have to take down the deep state. Then we can work about other stuff. Then we can work about other things. You know, we want to have lower taxes. Anyway, so we'll get to that uh, on the show uh, in a little while. And again, uh, 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 the economy uh, is down. Uh, Joe Biden's approval ratings are down. We've got a bunch on that. Kevin McCarthy over the weekend talking about uh, the FBI holding information, holding uh, a, a subpoenaed document from the, uh, from the, uh, from the Congress. So uh, we'll get to all of it. I do want to mention this weekend, it was a big weekend, and I'm not going to make this just about my daughter's graduation from high school. But that that is the uh, the grain of what I want to mention to start things off. Because yesterday I went to my daughter's high school graduation. It was a high school graduation like I've never experienced. Was it because of the speeches? No. Was it because of the crowd? No. Was it because of the heat of the day? No. Was it because of whatever? No. But the theme from all of the kids who graduated was the hell that the adults in their lives put them through through COVID. That's really what it was all about. We had uh, very articulate young people on stage, the uh, valedictorian, the uh, class treasurer. There was a couple of other kids who got up there and spoke very articulately, very beautifully. One kid did theater and he talked about, all of them talked about the four years that they had in school, which were an ordeal. Normally, kids get up there, they talk about, you know, I went to class, I went to this, I was an athletic, uh, you know, champion, or I, uh, you know, got a gold medal here. This was, we got into school, and we went for a semester of our freshman year, and school was shut down. And then we had to go home for essentially a year and do nothing, because the second half of the school year was gone, because a bunch of adults who should have known better, shut down the damn country. 
And so the kids in that class who graduated yesterday got into school, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, excited about life, and then had everything taken away from them for the second semester, the entire summer, into the fall when they had hybrid learning. Then when they finally went back full-time, they had to wear stupid-ass masks for a year. What was the expression in the 1960s uh, with the uh, baby boomers, don't trust anybody over 30? Well, I, I'm thinking I'd have to feel that way if I remember the class in 2023 because they went through hell for nothing. They went through hell for nothing. And, and some of the kids who graduated last year or the year before missed their entire Senior year, the year, the year before, entire senior year, missed everything, missed their speech contest, missed their choir performances, missed their theater performances, missed their athletic games, missed their championships, missed their scholarships, missed every damn thing. Because, for instance, my daughter's uh, freshman year, <clears throat> seniors missed the second half of their year and they were done. They were going, bye, see you later, good luck, no speech for you, no ceremony for you, Nothing. And then the juniors basically had their uh, second half of their junior year and their entire senior year completely destroyed. But you know, the amazing thing is these kids in the class of 2023 came back and they won state championships and they excelled and they kicked butt and they got over, well, they didn't get over everything, but they moved on and they decided to pursue excellence anyway, despite everything. And so when those hats were thrown at the very end, I thought, wow, good job, guys. And I, on behalf of all the adults in this stadium, want to say sorry for what you went through for nothing. Because after all is said and done, in the class of 2023, 498 students graduated yesterday, and we sat there through all of them until the Z name at the very end. And none of them died from COVID. None of their class died from COVID. The deadliest pandemic in the history of mankind. None of their class died from COVID. And you want to guess how many teachers died exclusively from COVID at her school? My daughter's school? None. So why the hell did you do all this crap? Because it was all political. It was all nonsensical. They even made kids wear masks for a year just to broadcast fear. The kids actually wore masks outside for six months after they left school because they were so terrified. Literally, I would see kids, you know, last year I'd go pick up my daughter from school and kids walking out of the school, some of them solo, still wearing their masks because they'd been so brainwashed into believing what the stupid adults in their lives were telling them to do about COVID. And I'm not meaning to make this a negative open monologue. I am just trying to say, class of 2023, on behalf of the adults who should have known better, we're sorry. I didn't fall for the nonsense. I didn't, I didn't parrot any of the nonsense. I said forever that if you wear a mask, a, a paper mask, to, to protect yourself against the deadliest pandemic in the history of mankind, uh, yeah, you know, it'd be more effective to uh, wear a cowboy hat to go scuba diving. It's the same, same, same uh, protection you're going to get. 
Neil Gorsuch, uh, Gorsuch uh, voted a uh, uh, voiced opposition to the lockdowns and mandates. He called them the greatest intrusion on our civil liberties. During a, a recent statement made in the case concerning Title 42, he voices reservations about the widespread implementation of lockdown measures, government-enforced mandates. Since March 2020, we may have experienced the greatest intrusions on civil liberties in the peacetime history of our country. Executive officials across the country issued emergency decrees on breathtaking scale. Governors and local leaders imposed lockdown orders, forcing people to remain in their homes. They shuttered businesses and schools, public and private. Can you imagine the trauma that our kids have been through? And somebody said to me yesterday, if you think these kids have been traumatized, Wait till you talk to the kids who are in elementary school. They shuttered businesses and schools, public and private. They closed churches even as they allowed casinos and other favored businesses to carry on. Where are the body pits behind Walmart? Where are the body pits behind uh, Target? Since so many people went to work at those places. Where are the class action lawsuits for all all the employees who died? Oh, yeah, they didn't. I called it out as it was happening in real time, but the government went ahead and, and, and made people's lives a living hell and exercised control over us that was so ungodly, constitu- unconstitutional, the founding fathers were spinning like baseball bats on lathes. They threatened violators not just with civil penalties, but with criminal sanctions. These are Gorsuch's words. They surveilled church parking lots, recorded license plates, and issued notices warning that attendance at even outdoor services satisfying all state social distancing and hygiene requirements could amount to criminal conduct. They divided cities and neighborhoods into color-coded zones, forced individuals to fight for their freedoms in court on emergency timetables, and then changed their color-coded schemes when defeat in court seemed implement. They deployed a public health emergency to regulate landlord-tenant relations nationwide. They used a workplace safety agency to issue a vaccination mandate for most working Americans. They made the kids in my kids' class take that stupid vaccine that they didn't freaking need. I'm not saying nobody needed it, but I am telling you, nobody in that class appeared to need it whatsoever. Unless they had some sort of comorbidity, and even then, it doesn't look like the vaccine made a difference at all. They threatened to fire non-compliant employees and warned that service members who refused to vaccinate might face dishonorable discharge and confinement. Federal officials may have pressured social media companies, oh, they did, to suppress information about pandemic policies, which which they disagreed. So even mom and dad, if they were speaking out, were silenced on social media. And then the kids went to school. If they could go to school, they were brainwashed into believing everything that the government said. The bodies normally responsible for adopting our laws too often fell silent. Courts bound to protect our liberties addressed a few, but hardly all of the intrusions upon them. In some cases like this one, courts even allowed themselves to be used to perpetuate emergency public health decrees decrees for collateral purposes, itself a form of emergency lawmaking by litigation. Fear and the desire for safety are powerful forces. They can lead to a clamor for action, almost any action, as long as someone does something to address the perceived threats. Even the ancients warned that democracies can degenerate toward autocracy in favor of fear. Broadcasting fear. Wear your mask. Don't sit by your friend at lunch. You may kill him. 
Decisions produced by those who indulge no criticism is rarely as good as those produced after robust and uncensored debate. And there was no debate. The federal government made sure we couldn't debate. Decisions announced on the fly are rarely as wise as those that come uh, after careful deliberation. Decisions made by a few often yield unintended consequences, Anthony Fauci, that may be avoided when more are consulted. Autocracies have always suffered these defects. Maybe, hopefully, we have relearned these lessons, too. Unfortunately, no, we haven't, because some idiots in the media are still parroting this nonsense. In an effort to balance these considerations and ensure a more normal operation of our laws and a firmer protection of our liberties, Congress adopted a number of new guardrails in the National Emergencies Act. Despite that law, the number of declared emergencies has only grown in ensuing years. So when the government declares an emergency, be cautious and do your due diligence. And to the class of 2023, and I mean this, I am sorry for what you went through because some people place politics above your welfare, both mental and physical, and they played you. And I hope if anything you get out of it, you could maybe learn from the class at my daughter's school, the class of 2023, where rather than lamenting what they had gone through, they recognized it, they realized a good share of it was unnecessary and as soon as the chains were off of them, they excelled. I'm sorry for the adults in this country who should have known better, but the people in this country who knew better and implemented all this need to be held responsible for it. And the same goes with the people who perpetrated the Russian hoax. The same people need to uh, who uh, covered up Hunter Biden's laptop. I can go on and on. The adults must be held accountable. And the kids who had to go through all of this nonsense deserve all of the credit for succeeding. Here is the number, my friends. It is 800-922-6680. If you'd like to comment on that, please do so. Maybe you got a kid who graduated this year. Then we're going to get into a whole bunch of stuff that happened over the weekend. Again, 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Carson. If you suffer from daily pain, I need you to listen to this message very carefully. As we age, aches and pains are normal, and we are all searching for effective ways to relieve pain, and safety is more important than ever. Let me be frank. We've all seen the horrors of the opioid crisis. You may even have been affected personally, and that's where a groundbreaking medical scientist comes in, Clint Witters. Now, you may have seen this world-renowned health expert featured in the national media as he unveiled a natural pain reliever that is taking the world by storm. Yes, I'm talking about canalidine, CanoCB2, the 100% drug-free way to get full-body pain relief without dangerous meds. Now, as you read this, CanoCB2 has become the go-to pain reliever for hundreds of professional athletes, tens of thousands of seniors, and the pain reliever of choice for the UFC. Clint explains how canalidine is the only compound on earth that optimizes your body's natural painkillers called endorphins at any age. When taken daily, your body will get back to relieving pain like you were in your prime in no time. And let me tell you, the reviews are incredible. Thousands of others just like you have tried virtually everything and have not felt this great in years. Their daily pain just faded away. I'm talking back, neck, joints, all feel great and renewed. 
Best of all, Kano CB2 does not make you feel the least bit groggy. You feel great, alert, ready to take on the day. And the best news, Kano CB2 has no documented side effects after years of private testing. Canaladine's Kano CB2 is absolutely the future of pain relief. So whatever you do, make sure you visit TryCB2.com. Check out Clint's amazingly informative report on how canalidine is changing lives by providing safe and powerful relief at one-tenth the cost of pain pills. Go to TryCB2.com. That's TryCB2.com. Joe Biden's first year in office summed up in three words. Welcome back, Carter. That's not right. It's not fair to us. And honestly, it's not fair to the world. It's the Rob Carson Show. I just posted the uh, monologue of today's show to Rumble with the uh, title to the class of 2023. I apologize for the adults in charge who bleeped up your lives. There are no excuses for those in power who use COVID for political purposes and destroyed the dreams of millions of students around the country. They need to be held accountable, the adults that is. Um, and the class of 2023 will realize, hopefully will realize, not to trust those in authority and to question any edict or mania that they create. And maybe, uh, you know, the, the things, you know, you, if you live so much life eventually, some of us uh, learn from uh, the lessons of the past. Democrats frequently not. People like Joe, Joe Biden frequently not. They just keep repeating them. Kamala Harris literally codified it, said in, in speech time and time again that, uh, you know, forget the past, look to the future, whatever. Basically saying she doesn't learn anything from the past. And it's true. And it's true. Anyway, look to Rumble. Here is uh, Ron Johnson, Senator Ron Johnson with the Epic Times last week talking about the great COVID debacle uh, and what happened to our country and how it harmed all of us, not only our freedoms, our liberties, the Constitution, but our kids. There was nothing in the pandemic plan uh, that called for shutdowns. Uh, Fauci said up front, masks aren't going to work. I mean, they didn't. I mean, all, all you need to know is here's the size of the Here's the, the particle size of the virus. Here's the opening pores of a, of a mask. This isn't going to work. You know, it might be marginally effective, but it wasn't something that you, you know, impose on everybody in your society. And then the way we shut the economy down, you know, we shut down all the, all, the little, all the little mom and pop shops, but we let the big box stores open. Um, you know, Bobby Kennedy writes in his uh, letter to liberals, a uh, 2021 study showed there was almost a $4 trillion transfer of wealth from the middle class to big tech. Sold. Yeah, the rich got richer and the poor got poor. And frequently, many of you lost your businesses. I had a friend who uh, who moved from a food truck into a, a mortar, uh, brick and mortar uh, restaurant in the middle of the pandemic and lost everything. It's empty now. I don't even haven't seen his tr uh, food truck around either. We're sorry, class of 2023. The responsible, intelligent adults of America would like to apologize for what the irresponsible morons put you through. Speaking of irresponsible morons, Joe Biden's new polling not doing so good. His uh, ratings are sagging, uh, as well as other parts of his body, actually. New uh, poll released today. So 33% of American adults say they approve of his handling of the economy. <laughs> While 24% say national economic conditions are in good shape under Biden's hands. I don't know who the hell those people are. Well, I know what it is. Swamp dwellers. People surrounding Washington, D.C., Union members, union leadership, they love it. They love this oligarchy. American opinion also gloomy about Biden's efforts on gun policy and immigrants. 31% saying they approve of the president's performance on those hot button issues. 70% of Americans saying we need a stronger border. 
Yeah, you keep doing that, Joe Blow. You keep doing what you're doing. See how well that gets you. And then he, uh, he did some speaking. He was in Japan over the weekend, and he's uh, taking a cue, I think, from uh, Kamala Harris. Here he is. I want you to listen to this carefully, because it almost sounds like he's saying something. But he doesn't. That's what he does well. And there's a lot of other, for example, the idea that we're, uh, in terms of uh, taxes, that they refuse to, for example, we, uh, I was able to balance the budget and pass everything from the, the global warming bill anyway. I was able to... It would have just said it was nonsense. Then he waved it off. Cut by $1.7 billion in the first two years. $1.7 million in the first two years, which is a drop of the bucket. $1.7, what the hell is that? The deficit that we uh, were, were accumulating. And uh, because I was able to say to it that the 55 corporations in America that made $400 billion, or $40 billion, $400 billion, that uh, they... Uh, they hit pay zero in tax. There you zero. go. Yeah, there's your uh, there's your candidate there, uh, Democrats. There's the candidate they're going to try to get rid of. Uh, get rid of old uh, uh, what uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. Here's Representative uh, Jim Clyburn, who's uh, I mean just really dumb. Just listen to him talk, uh, like uh, most Democrats do when they open their mouths, saying that there's no other candidate than Joe Biden, despite the polling. Put some of this on the screen. Does Mr. Biden? have the metal sharpness to serve effectively as president. 32% said yes, 63% no. And when Democrats were asked who they want the party to nominate in 2024, 36% said Biden, while 58% said someone else. Congressman, wouldn't Democrats be better off picking another person as their nominee next year? Well, I don't think so. When you go into a general election, it's going to be Democrats against Republicans. What's the Democratic agenda? What's the Democratic uh, vision for the future? Look at Detroit. There you go, right there. That is uh, Democrats uh, for the future. Oh, uh, L.A., Portland, Seattle, Chicago, Chicago over the weekend. Looks like, what, 26 people were shot. No, 23 people shot in the new mayor's Chicago. So there you go. 800-922-6680. More uh, poll numbers and audio from the Prezi on the way. This is the Rob Carson Show. There's only one Rob Carson on the radio. Oh, thank God. It's the Rob Carson Show. The number is 800 if you want to uh, chime in on the show today. A lot of stuff. I know many people are going to be uh, taking the week off early. Uh, I'm going to be sticking around for Memorial Day weekend. The beginning of what? The beginning of summer, right? Officially in kind of the beginning of summer. Went to... Uh, uh, graduation party of uh, a, the daughter of my new uh, newly discovered biological niece. That was pretty cool. Kids were in the lake swimming over the weekend, which uh, I would never do, you know, as a, as an adult male because yeah, cold water and <clears throat> adult male don't get along very well. So anyway, uh, did that this weekend. President uh, Biden uh, rambled uh, incoherently in South Korea and uh, to the South Korean president called him President Loon. Apparently, his name is uh, uh, President Yoon Suk Yeol. I'm sorry, I don't know because I, you know, but he called him President Loon. <laughs> Here's the uh, president of the United States. Of course, now, he hasn't taken blame for anything, by the way. Inflation. He hasn't taken inflation. He hasn't taken blame for the southern border. He hasn't taken blame. 
uh, the blame for the COVID restrictions and all the nonsense. Democrat Party hasn't taken uh, responsibility for defunding the police and all of that stuff. And, of course, he's not going to take the blame on uh, debt negotiations when they're talking about the budget. And the Republicans have been talking about it for 100 days. And Joe Biden's doing the typical uh, Democrat. Uh, what they do is they, they, they threaten to shut down the government, then they threaten the default, and then the Republicans capitulate. And, uh, and then ultimately you get a lot more spending. Well, it's not going so well because right now the president's approval on his economy is at 33%. Overall approval rating at uh, 36. But here's the president deflecting blame on the uh, the budget negotiations. On the merits, based on what I've offered, I would be blameless. On the politics of it, no one will be blameless. And by the way... You, know, you should be blameful because... Um, you haven't put forth a proposal. All you've done is shot down the rest in favor of massive spending increases. That's one of the that's one of the things that some are, are contemplating. Yeah, here's the uh, president over the weekend talking about the uh, MAGA GOP. Isn't it amazing? They say that they're not afraid of uh, Donald Trump. They're saying a lot of people are saying, "Oh yeah, they want Donald Trump to be the candidate." But everything they every time they talk about any legislation, it's MAGA Republicans. So who do you suppose they're really afraid of? By the way, I actually had. Well, I got to be careful here. I think there are some. Listen to how he sounds. Some MAGA Republicans in the House who know the damage that it would do to the economy. And because I am president, and the president's responsible for everything. But you've not claimed responsibility for anything. Biden would take the blame, and that's the one way to make sure Biden's not reelected. Well, you're not going to make it through the campaign. I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and stick by that one. You know why? Cuz uh, Victor David Victor Davis Hanson was on uh, Friday talking to Eric Bowling. And here was what Victor Davis Hanson said. He said the quiet part out loud that I've been saying, I don't know for a couple of years, saying that Joe Biden was not going to be able to be the president again uh, and duh. They have an existential problem. Joe Biden is deteriorating uh, geometrically every month. Each two weeks, he doesn't look as good as he did two weeks earlier. Oh, yeah. And they have no other person. They can't even consider the thought of Kamala Harris. And they, they understand that people are very angry. And Joe Biden had a 36% Reuters approval rate. That's the lowest in history of any president at this time. So He went below Carter. Which you know, I think is actually a very good thing. Jimmy Carter is very old, and he got to, and I'm, I'm, I'm serious, he got to live to see the day that there was a worse president than him. This whole progressive, progressive project is imploding, and so that they're looking at you know racism, sexism, fascism, anything but yes. Joe Biden in the defense of the of the record. Yeah. 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 And if you thought things got crazy before the uh, 2020, with the uh, summer of 2020, that was 2020 because it was 2020, remember that? Uh, they're probably going to try the same damn thing. Not going to work so well this time. A little bit more from uh, Victor Davis Hanson on Newsmax, by the way. Huge. I, I think they feel that originally they thought that Donald Trump, if they had these sequential indictments, and by that I mean brag and then... We're going to have Latita James and then Willis in Georgia, then the special prosecutor, uh, Jack Smith. They were at hemorrhage Donald Trump, gain him sympathy and maybe inflate his numbers, which has happened, in fact. And then they would tie him up if he got the nomination yes. all the way to, That's still the, plan. to uh, the election. And that was, I think, their general strategy. Now, with that cover on Time magazine, they have maybe second thoughts that maybe that uh, if they damage Trump too much, he might not get the nomination, in fact, and, and Santos is, is uh, 
more might be more competitive. So they're kind of schizophrenic about this. So sometimes they're praising them, and then now they go after him as more conservative than Trump. They're still terrified of Trump. That's it. That's why everything is labeled MAGA Republican. Forget the nonsense about DeSantis this, DeSantis that. DeSantis could be the candidate, don't get me wrong. But the Democrats are scared. Joe Biden is afraid of Donald Trump. End of sentence. But the, it also it all has one common denominator, Eric. They have no confidence in Joe Biden. Nope. None of the issues that he's ran on or he implemented get 51% of the support. And he's outsourced his campaign to the media basically, and, you know, the DNC and people in Congress on his party. But he can't, as an effective leader, defend anything he's done because it's been pretty much an abject disaster. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I was born and raised in Scranton, PA. Lifeguard by the pool is where I spent my days. Till a dude named Corn Pop, who wasn't that cool, started making trouble at the swimming pool. So I took a chain, wrapped it around my legs. They're hairier than my other legs. No, not my... But, Black kids would touch him. Come on, man. Then I got on a train and moved to D.C. Jarak Jabrama gave a job to me. I shuffled around and sucked fingertips. Made a big speech, kissed a boy on the lips. What are you looking at? I wrote the damn bill. I hold the ladies tight and stiff all their hairs. First person American to fall up the stairs. Ran for president. I was a winner. Winner was me. Now I sit at my desk as a presidente. <laughs> no, not president. You know the thing. That is. Uh, Come on, get your face out of your ears. Now that is a comedian Kyle Dunnigan. I, I play that because he does a, a pretty darn good uh, uh, Joe Biden. That's what we call the President Doofy uh, theme song. Um, but Democrats are in a lot of trouble. There's nobody really confident in, in Joe Biden. They lie about it. They, and the only people who want to keep Joe Biden in power are the same people who got Joe Biden into power by hook or by crook, because he's not capable of being the president. It's clearly not pulling the strings of power. Duh. Why do you suppose he spends half of his time at uh, places outside of Washington, D.C.? Because that's where the work's getting done, kids. That's where the work's getting done. Why do you suppose they keep those classified documents at the place in Delaware? You know, why do you suppose that? Why they? Why do you suppose they're keeping the visitors' logs to all of Joe Biden's properties a complete secret? Because that's where they're getting the work done, kids. That's just the way it is. It doesn't take much to figure that one out. Four in ten likely voters believe Congress should begin impeachment proceedings on Joe Biden. So 42% of likely voters uh, indicating that Congress should begin impeachment uh, proceedings against Biden. 45% said lawmakers should not because they're watching MSNBC and CNN and ABC and CBS and they're not getting the true story about all the nonsense and all the illegality of Joe Biden and is working with the FBI. That's why if ABC, CBS, NBC were legitimately reporting things like the Durham report, more people would want Joe Biden to be uh, uh, to get to be impeached. And Joe Biden has had the advantage of the first two years of his presidency. Every opposing viewpoint was called disinformation and misinformation to cover for Joe Biden's sorry rear end, the Democrat Party and the deep state. So we're moving a little bit there. Oh, and then there's this, and I hope that uh, Donald Trump wins big time because he's been slandered, he's been maligned, he's been called this, he's been called that, and believe it or not, there are some limitations with regard to public figures and things you can say about them. So Donald Trump is actually suing the Washington Post for defamation 
seeking three point seven eight billion dollars. Kind of makes that Tucker Carlson uh, uh, that 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 uh, uh, voting systems uh, uh, lawsuit against Fox seem like small potatoes, don't it? Yeah. So uh, Truth Social has issued the Washington Post uh, uh, a, a subpoena, I guess, a lawsuit for defamation over an article it published and, and is seeking $3.78 billion. The law make, uh, lawsuit by Trump Media and Technology Group, which owns the Truth Social platform, was filed Saturday in Florida State Court in Sarasota, and, uh, and it accuses uh, the, uh, the New York Post of publishing a story of libel and slander that the suit claims poses an existential threat to Truth Social. And in Truth Social's been under attack since day one. Getter has been under attack since day one. Parler was attack, under attack from day one. Even uh, taken off the Apple uh, App Store altogether by Apple in com- uh, coordination, presumably with the federal government and the deep state, to shut it down. Ultimately, how they got Parler, Parler was purchased and shut down. Nobody's asked any questions about the, the uh, punk who bought it. They just put up a page uh, for all the parlor users that says that uh, a conservative mouthpiece isn't profitable, and they just shut it down. Well, it's just a way of somebody with some money bought the thing and shut it down to shut it down. That's it. And they've been doing the same thing with every other alternative. Could be Rumble, going after Rumble. Anybody to challenge the, uh, the establishment as far as social media. The big one, Elon Musk, Elon Musk buying Twitter. It drives the left insane that people actually can speak on Twitter without being shut down if you have an opposing opinion. If you say the things that the the state calls misinformation and disinformation, which almost always are, by the way, true. The suit against the Post published uh, published an egregious hit piece that it falsely accused TMTG of securities fraud and other wrongdoing and has been on the years-long crusade against TMGT, which is Trump Media Group, characterized by the concealment of relevant information in its possession. WAPO's false criminal charges exposing TMTG to public ridicule, contempt and distrust, and injured TMGT's business and reputation, which is by design, by the way is by design. I said New York Times. I apologize. Washington Post is who they're suing. And I hope he, um, how do I put this uh, delicately, uh, sues their asses into the ground. I just hope that. You know, yeah. Finally, before we uh, go to break, and then I want to move on to the uh, FBI, to Kevin McCarthy, to uh, all of the malfeasance of the FBI, uh, 23 people were shot fatally, uh, one of them fatally, during Brandon Johnson's first weekend as Chicago mayor. There you go. 21 people were shot Friday into Sunday morning alone in Johnson, Chicago. One of those victims, a 17-year-old boy, succumbed to his wounds. The gun violence during Johnson's first weekend as mayor comes one week after 26 people were shot, four of them fatally during Lori Lightfoot's last weekend as mayor. And I don't see things getting better. Although they only one person killed uh, you know, 21 people shot, which is still, you know, like higher than uh, Beirut, uh, you know, or or Cartagena, Colombia. But I guess it's an improvement over last week. Don't hold your breath. Let's take a break and come back. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Time to put critical race theory in critical condition. It's The Rob Carson Show. Every single rung of the ladder that helped me climb. And that's why. I'm announcing today 
that I'm running for president of the United States. There you go. Of America! There you go. That is uh, Tim Scott announcing his candidacy for uh, president of the United States of America. A lot of people are saying that uh, everybody who announces uh, from here on out, with the exception, I guess, of uh, Ron DeSantis, who's expected to to say he's going to run for president this week, uh, everybody else is kind of running for VP. I guess. But uh, I'm still not seeing somebody who's uh, in the race right now is my choice for VP uh, unless uh, unless uh, Ron DeSantis runs. But that's not going to happen because <laughs> it would be unstoppable. I mean, if it were possible, it would be unstoppable. Uh, Donald Trump and then Ron DeSantis. And if Ron DeSantis was uh, uh, in touch with, uh, you know, uh, common sense, uh, he would he would take him up on the offer. But anyway, let's go to Russ in uh, Lexington, North Carolina. Hello there, Russ. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hey, Rob. Relatively new listener here. Uh, you're Thank very you. entertaining. Thank you. Hey, regarding Tim Scott, you said you needed to be sure he wasn't a rhino. Well, here's really the only data point you need on Tim Scott, and that's Lisa Murkowski. After watching her backstab conservatives for years, he fully endorsed her last fall for re-election. And anyone who supports Lisa Murkowski is a disqualified as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you. I wouldn't vote for Tim Scott. Um, I mean, I'm, I, I don't really have anything, uh, you know, nothing, no problem with Tim Scott. But anybody who has even I- any question with regard to their, uh, if, if it shows that they are, have acted as a rhino in the past or as somebody who is a traditional uh, Republican, uh, you know, Tim Scott, you could probably place right there with, I, I guess you're, you're equating her, her, him to uh, Lisa Murkowski, but I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and say, but there are other people, the Bushes, I would say he kind of leans into a little bit. So I, I, I think yeah. right now, if you're, I, I, don't, I, I don't see him getting a lot of popular support as the candidate. Um, you know, I, I, I'm going to have to have somebody with more conservative credit as a vice president. So to me... I I I I'll I will listen to Tim Scott. I'll hear what he's got to say. I'll look at what he is proposing. But you know, I think a lot of people are already saying, no, you know, he already had his chance and he he showed himself as a traditional GOP member. Russ, I appreciate the call, man. Appreciate it. Let's go to Randall. Randall in Pacific Grove. How are you doing? Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Hello. Yeah, I uh, just found out. Uh, this morning about it, and um, I have never heard of him before. But uh, uh, before I ask about his track record, I wasn't impressed. And uh, what what uh, the other caller mentioned uh, with regard to him dropping the ball and kind of being a simp for somebody uh, that maybe that was his mom's idea. I mean, you know, tongue in cheek there. <laughs> but yeah, I'm kind of like, okay, now he's running for president, right? Yeah. Okay, that might be a good thing because it could take um, votes away from Biden. And I think that's pretty much what his goal is. And I think that's a good idea to to really hammer it as far as he could take it to take some votes away from uh, Biden's camp. Um, But uh, I just want to know, did you did you sense that it was a little bit uh, shaky, that his um, announcement was a little bit on the sentimental side too much? And. I don't think he's a, I don't know if he's a rhino or not, but like I'm saying that uh, my apologies accepted, but right off the bat, I got this feeling that he was using the typical um, rundown of here's my mother, 
blah, 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 and that is not a good sign, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when you bring up, uh, I don't know, I think I think your past is um, is important, I think, when you rely on, like, for instance, Nikki Haley, she brought up the fact she's an Indian-American and all of this stuff, and I'm like, really? You know, I mean, it's nice to mention it, but it's not going to get the votes. It's not going to get the votes. I don't care if you're Indian. I don't care if you're black. I don't care if you're purple. I don't care. All I'm asking okay. is that you don't bed down with the GOP establishment, that you are a new generation Republican who's concerned about the future of the country. You're a patriotic American. You want to blow up the deep state pave it over and restart it and then we can talk about defense strong defense strong borders all of these things you better have those to begin with but you also be better be willing to speak out against the the uh, the GOP establishment who has uh, ruled the party for a very long time and and right now I don't see Tim Scott as an independent voice from uh, the can I re-clarify yeah. something I stated last week I believe firmly right now if I was going to say that something was going to be the bedrock, I would say that Marjorie Taylor Greene has got the spine to yeah. be a real strong force in the Republican Party if she just... Uh, well, you know, she's got a little bit of that Trump thing going on herself. Yeah, so, yeah of course. But I'm saying yeah. she's strong. She's strong, and I think that we should really uh, really uh, uh, pay attention to that. All right, brother, I appreciate it. Uh, you know, <clears throat> I'll reserve my thought on MTG. I like MTG. Uh, as I said last week, it looks like the only people on Capitol Hill who have balls were the people who were born without them. And she does. She brought impeachment charges against five people last week. Uh, and she's not afraid to do it. She's suffered a lot of slings and arrows. Um, I'll tell you, if Carrie Lake wins this, and she should win this lawsuit in uh, Arizona, overturn the Arizona election because it was fraudulent, I think Carrie Lake could be a very powerful uh, vice presidential candidate. Uh, she's a firebrand, and she's also been through hell and been a victim of the deep state, among other things. So anyway, it's all in the air. Let's take a break and come back, guys. We are li- you are listening, I should say, to The Rob Carson Show.